Coming up this week on Beyond the Vibe, we have Kim Jenner. And then you're in a room with four chairs with a box turned to you, no audience. Um, they're on like screens. Why did you do this, Kim? It's like, how did you pick it? <laughs> Secrets, you know, through the looking glass. <laughs> pretty old, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, don't, don't bring me into the old. I'm pretty old. Hello, welcome to Beyond the Vibe, the show that cuts deep into the world of music. My name is Aaron Day, lead guitarist of UK band These Wicked Rivers, and I'm here <laughs> with music videographer and photographer. It's Mr. Ryan Vasey. <laughs> these these intros are getting more elaborate each time. You know, I've practiced that 48 times, and nobody gave me a single bit of positive feedback, but I still went ahead and did it. And I think that shows my courage and my conviction in my art. Fair enough. <laughs> nice controversial start to the show there. I'm not sleeping well at the minute. It's making me quite aggressive. Uh, how are you, Mr. Bates? Oh, we're doing okay. Um, yeah, it's Wish kind of... to report in the world of Bates? Well, this, this is the difficult thing, isn't it? Everybody asks each other, how are you doing? And it's like, I've been doing the same thing since the start of this. We all have to go into small talk, like mm. auto-generator at that point. Yeah, I've, I've got to a point where I'm starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel. I'm like... Mm. I'd had some pre-stellar tea last night, so <laughs> you know what I mean. It's yeah, like smoking, yeah. Yeah, but hot combo, exactly. <laughs> hot combo. <laughs> venturing into partridge territory. A little bit. I love venturing into partridge. Territory. <laughs> it comes very easily to me, particularly now that we're behind mics. It's, it's I know, a right? dangerous. It's thing. easy, isn't it? Yeah, I can see how he went down that path. To be fair, Alan, you know, it's a dangerous, <laughs> it's a dangerous warm bar. Aye. So, what have you been listening to this week? Uh, it's been a mixed bag. I mean, mm. I, I tend to do this, don't I? I'll go a bit heavy for a bit. Yes. And then I'll go back to listening to um, Bartley James Arvis. You know, mm. you kind of... It's like an elastic band, isn't it? You yeah. go so far. And, and, That's yeah. it, man. I've, listened, I've been listening to a lot of modern Megadeth. Mm. So, like, when I was about 14, I listened to United Abominations. That has got... When they did that, they did a, a re-recorded A Toot Le Monde with Christina Scavia. Um, and that's kind of like a more modern version it's on that album United Abominations but there's like loads of really great just modern fresh on there songs like Sleepwalker Washington is next and then other albums like 13 you know I just think I've got this real appreciation for for modern fresh done really really well like Testament as well like and I really dig it you know it's got an energy to it and for a long time I I didn't listen to stuff like that from when Mm. I was young because I went through this period of rediscovering myself and listening to a lot of stuff from the 60s you know in the early 70s going very hippie but now I feel really comfortable in sort of what I enjoy and what I like so I'm kind of quite comfortable diving into the heavier side without guilt free guilt free thrash <laughs> that, that sounds like a genre in GFT, itself guilt free there we go <laughs> what about yourself have you listened to much oh um Kind of a, just a, an assortment of different things. I uh, checked out the two singles from Duskoda. Mm. Um, yeah, I was pretty into that. Seems quite a, an interesting thing they've got going. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely one of the shining bands of like the, the new wave of classic rock thing. Mm. Been picked up by Earache. Yes, it's a big thing. Obviously, we spoke to Baz, and he, he spoke about how integral Earache were for Wagons, mm. and have pulled them from the ashes, and now they're obviously one of the biggest bands knocking about on our level. So. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a good place to be here, right? Yeah, it's interesting things. I mean, I particularly like the the first music video they did, mm. where they got the classic cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool like, I'm big on that kind of thing. I mean, it's the dream. It's the little boy dream. That's what I'm saying. It was like, I'd, I'd like to be doing stuff like that. Now, a lot, a lot of what, like, the, would, would you say the majority of what we listen to is bands? Like, how many solo music, musicians would you say you listen to? I was just thinking about it. It's that, an interesting though. question, isn't it? Because yeah. obviously relating to this week, um, we so have uh, yeah, we have Kim Jeanette coming right up. Right up, yeah. So stick with us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hmm, it's this hard is, to think yeah, of, isn't it? Because obviously Ozzy, big one for us, solo music. Yeah, that's true. Backing band, you know, obviously he's a guitarist that's pivotal to him, similar to Kim with Mike. Yeah, yeah. guitarists that kind of stay with them for a number mm, of years as a writing yeah. partner. But there's not many. I can't really... You like, know what? Like outside of Ozzy... Bowie? Yes. Dave, yeah, but then again, you see, I'm, I can't think of anybody alive. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's... Oh, hang on. Neil Young. Yes. He's Neil, still yeah. just about knocking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bless him. Uh, I can't think of many off the top of the head, which is why I'm staring directly at you. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I'm... The ones for me are like Ozzy, David Bowie, Lou Reed. I'm not a big Lou Reed fan, but I think you can put him up there. Yeah, I could put him in there. I think his career um, stands alone. I think that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. Prince. I mean, I'm not a massive Prince fan, but again, yeah. Tom Petty, but a lot of people put Tom Petty with a heartbreak. This is it, know. though, isn't it? See, but that's like um, him with his backing band, you know. And the reason, as Ryan alluded to, I kind of brought this question up, is this week we're kind of chatting about the difference between um, a solo artist and the dynamics involved in that backing band, you know, touring musicians mm. and having a full band complex where you're all on the same level. And you're on the same vibe. I mean, it might be that when you're a solo musician, you're on the same level, you know. But is it, I think it's just an interesting thing to talk about. Because for me personally, I've only ever played in bands. Mm. You know, I've never been a support, you know, supporting guitarist for a solo musician. I've never been a solo musician of a band, you know. So it's it's very difficult for me to relate to that construct. So it'd be interesting to chat with Kim about how it differs from being in a band. What about yourself? Would you prefer to be a solo musician of a band? Or? I think I think there's a lot of pressure if you're a solo kind of artist because it all hinges on you like mm. you you've got to kind of you you're the person that people come to see yeah. pr- like just you really isn't it mm. um great point they like like in terms of making an album writing songs you're probably the one that is yeah. just predominantly going to be writing it expression of you this is it it's all you isn't yeah. it um creative pressure to make sure that everything is the right projection of you as well you mm. know this is it, like... It, it, I, I don't think I'd want it, you know? Because mm. I think, like, when it's just you, there's no other... There's nobody you can really fall back on, is there? No, well, obviously, from being in the band, you can bounce off the... Like you say, you can bounce off the different members. You know, sometimes I'll come in with Rivers with a, quite a far-out-there opinion. Mm. And, like, me and Dan are quite different. But what helps is that he'll have an opinion, I'll have an opinion, and we come together, and that's normally the right decision for a band. Whereas, obviously, if you're a solo musician, it's your it's your ship you're the only one pioneering that, that mm. journey, you know, so it just must be difficult because sometimes you probably have to make mistakes to, to get to the right place, you know. Yeah. Mistakes can be hard on that musical journey, you know. Yeah, I think I think at that point, maybe if you're on a label, it's just like you and the label. Yeah, a weird construct. But it does seem right. like Kim and 
him and Mike were very much on that same page. I know she's she's done stuff with Mike, and Mike's obviously been. Yeah, I think they've got a, a little partnership going there. That would be my guess. Yeah, I think that's the key. If you can find somebody to go along with, mm. that may be the thing. So, yeah, let's have a listen now and uh, and see what Kim has to say about it all. Mm. So this week on Beyond the Vibe, we're ca- we're chatting to Kim Jennett, solo musician, well known around the new wave of classic rock scene, and we're discussing what it's like for the solo musician compared to being in a band complex. Yes. So uh, let's go like right back to the beginning. Um, what uh, got you into singing in the first place? Gosh, right back in the beginning um, was school, probably. And, like, I started doing musical theatre, which is quite a contrast to, to, to what I do now. <laughs> um, but I got, like, the, the role of Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, and I started... I had to sing for that, and I was like, well, I've never sang before. Um, I don't know how this is going to go, but I'll, I'll give it a go, and then I love the singing more than the acting, and I, I just went with that. Um, and then I've been doing that ever since because school was rubbish so <laughs> I just decided to, to go off and, and do gigs and pretend I was older than I was so I could get into to venues and stuff <laughs> that's cool I mean you mentioned about the fact that you kind of did the the musical performance and how Dorothy's pretty much like couldn't be further away from what you what you do now I mean your voice <laughs> is kind of set apart by that distinctive rock edge you give to it very much like, like Lizzie Hale sort of vibe you know uh, is this something you, you kind of quickly wanted to identify as a vocalist you know did it quickly fall into that rock edge or did it did was it something that you you were into rock music so you kind of went more for that style i think like in uni i got into blues a lot more well i went to to university in manchester and the people that i started hanging around with um and the people that i started playing music with uh, because i went to bim which was like a lot of performing musicians we all got put into bands together and stuff and the crowd that i kind of got in with listened to a lot of, of blues music um a bit of rock like led zeppelin and and um sabbath and kind of like that that kind of stuff and we listened to that a lot and like a, a group of us got together and formed a band which was voodoo blood and it kind of we started out wanting it to be a blues band and then it it got heavier and heavier as um as the times got tougher for uni <laughs> we got more sick of our exams <laughs> and um yeah, it just kind of developed with, I guess, smoking a lot more cigarettes and drinking a lot more <laughs> booze. I don't know. I feel like it's just at this point that the rock edge is just scars on my voice. <laughs> it's um, by the time you're sixty, you'll be talking like Michael Caine, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Um, so, in relation um, to what we're discussing on this week's show, um, what was your like first outing into the uh, kind of musical role? Like, was it part of that band, or like, was it just on your own at the start, and then you went into a band? Or yeah, gosh, I mean, I've been, as I said before, I've been playing mm-hmm. music since I was like in school, like too young to get into these places. Um, I just went out with my acoustic guitar and and just played wherever I could um and then I started playing with other musicians and getting in bands and um going on on tour really I've just I've just been doing that since I could I've just tried to play as much as possible um 
since I discovered music was a thing. So. <laughs> no, that's cool. So, I mean, you mentioned a bit of, about Voodoo Blood. I mean, there'll be a lot of people, obviously, from your appearance on The Voice, which will obviously reflect about um, in a couple of questions' time, that maybe just discovering you. A lot of the stuff kind yeah. of, you know, is that it's people checking you out and maybe kind of going more towards that solo stuff. But just talk to us about, about Voodoo Blood, how that, you said it kind of came together in BIM. So, all you guys, did you meet at uni and it just developed from that? And did it continue after, after uni after that? Well, we all ended up kind of, I mean, uh, a few of the lads graduated, but a, a couple of us quit just so we could go on tour, basically. So we <laughs> we didn't finish uni because we, we just decided that's what we wanted to do was, no, was play. Cool. So we, we bought a van, uh, a worst van you've ever seen, disgusting, always stunk like boy and weed and all that horrible stuff <laughs> like it boy was a proper crappy van <laughs> sweaty t-shirts thrown in there that had gone hard like <laughs> all of that Beautiful. um so we just went off and and did that for the the last years of when we were supposed to be in uni um but that was great i forgot the question <laughs> what was the question <laughs> Right. Was it a question? No, it was more kind of just diving into the the kind of the beginnings of Voodoo Blood, and I think I think you've covered that quite well. So let maybe yeah. towards the end of that and your transition to to kind of looking at the next part of your career. Um, what kind of you know because you, you speak with Voodoo Blood, and I remember obviously like we spoke before we kind of came into the interview. Like obviously we, I can remember us gigging with you guys. You know, mm -hmm. I think it was in Coventry. It feels like it was at the Arches. <laughs> feel like do arches in coventry it yeah, might have been i feel yeah. like that, that was the vibe um and like you 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 yourself came up and like in the band just a great energy you know a really cool vibe but what how come that kind of you know found its place to kind of end and for you to move on into the next part of your career i mean as i said before we were like touring in this gross van we didn't have a lot of money um and we were just we were just scraping by really so it was unsustainable really right. so i had to go out and try and find a way to make money really unfortunately or fortunately because it kind of pushed me on to do other things yeah. but it, it just just it was not sustainable what we were doing um so i had to take it up a notch really no no i, I admire your honesty with it you know i think you've got to you've got to believe in you in yourself and in your own personal path really you know so like we say you no know, for a lot of people that are coming in from checking out on the voice they're probably now checking into your your solo career and they're probably mm -hmm. like for a lot of people like when i get into bands they're probably looking at your first video on youtube um which was which was a zimba which is i believe your alter, alternate ego with the song love like suicide um did you release anything prior to this from a solo perspective and can you kind of give us an insight into into you know the idea with zimba for people that have not checked it out before um so zimba is like a new pop project that i've, I've started so that's like my my songwriting project cool. and then i released like love like suicide and those songs the rockier ones that was just under kim Janet. right um but, but those songs i wrote with a songwriter called mike gray um and we did like double headliner shows together but he was the the songwriter for that project um but then zimba is is stuff that i'm, I'm co-writing um with my partner and this is like a whole new um alter ego and a whole new thing because i've always done rock so i thought i'd create another character where i can go and explore something completely different um mm. 
which is Zimba, which is this new character that I've made. So I always think like when I'm making music and writing my own music, um, I feel like I become a, a different character like I did with the voodoo woman in Voodoo Blood. Mm. I created like a, a persona. So now I'm feeling like a different sort of persona when I'm doing the softer music. So I wanted to create more of like a feminine character for myself to, to play really and write songs and make a story for her. So it's quite exciting. Oh, that's cool. Um, a lot of people, particularly from the uh, the new wave of classic rock scene, um, <laughs> will know you, of course, with your association with Mike Gray. Um, how did that kind of that whole thing come about? Uh, I think he found me on a video on Facebook, uh, playing in like a, a uni kitchen with an acoustic guitar, and he just messaged me and asked, wow. "Hey, do you want to come and do some singing?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure," because. I, I don't really say no to musical things like that especially when you're a young aspiring musician and um I, I was trying to get out there as much as I could at the time so I was just like yeah I'll I'll come down um and I did a couple of songs with them with the band who funnily enough I don't know if you've seen um I did a Miley Cyrus cover um it which is has gone up recently and um I did that with some of the guys that I played with the Mike Gray band with oh, first, cool. which is yeah. mad. So it's cool. It's a small world. Um, and then his singer that he had at the time dropped out of this tour that they had with Black Star Riders. Um, and I was just like, well, he asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll leave my job at a bar I hate <laughs> and <laughs> come on tour with you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Now, obviously, as part of that, progressing to it, uh, I'm sure one of your career highlights will be uh, your barnstorming performance at, at Download in 2019. I mean, I've, I went to school in Donington, Kim. Like, really? I, I, yeah, I, I've only like, I went. I lived in Kegger, which is just down the road. So, like for me, yeah. like that's kind of like the dream, man. That's like the mecca. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Playing at Download. So, I mean, how how was it for you? Because like, obviously, I know you did the you did kind of a, a video centered around it, and I love the energy and the excitement that comes across in that you know it really makes you know watching it i was fucking jealous man you know how, how was how was it <laughs> that's a fun by the way i've not complimented on your hat yet it's, it's a fantastic hat i just <laughs> thank you say. I, uh, <laughs> I was admiring it before like that's a really nice hat all of mine have gone floppy over the years but that's a <laughs> solid hat that's the problem um, i'm building up a collection during lockdown but i'm not gigging so I like oh. I, just, I look a bit daft going into fucking co-op. Pristine, it's great. It's like a, a crisp hat. I love it. Yeah, but Ryan wears leather trousers and I wear twat hats, and that's the that's how it works, you know. I, I wear both, so. Smashing. Win win. Uh, sorry, download. Download yeah, was yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Standard. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. Good. I would like a bit more of that. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. What was what was it like? Kind of talk to us about the excitement beforehand, um, and kind of the build up around that. You know, how was it? Was it for you? You know, was did you have that nervousness? I mean, we all know from gigging. You know, you kind of build up a bit of a resilience to it. But I bet even with such a kind of climactic moment like that, it must have been. You know, you must have been running on pure adrenaline when you stepped out. Mm. I think like it, it's weird. I um any other aspect in life that's that's normal like going to the supermarket or like working in a bar or something like that i really struggle with 
honestly. Like I get anxious and nervous and I'm quite an awkward person. Um, but doing download, I don't know. I was just like, this is this is what I'm meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like, ex- it was excitement. It wasn't nerves really. Um, I just felt really at home and a, a place and at one that's yeah it's the holy grail it's like i, I just felt at, at peace um but then i guess you do that and it was such an amazing thing and then you come back to everyday life and it's it's mm. tough you know going from such a high to just like okay i'm back in my room on my own um now what um so it, never satisfied anyway <laughs> never as a music i don't know if that's a musician thing or an artist thing but it's, yeah it's an artist thing like i mean i do like photography and videography and stuff and i get the same thing um, mm. like you have this big build-up to like an event or something and then after it it's like yeah yeah but um yeah um, moving on to three weeks ago uh your episode was released um with your appearance on the voice um yes. what made you uh decide to initially go on because i mean you were speaking about like you get a bit anxious sometimes with certain things and going on national tv i mean that's... that was another thing that just felt pretty <laughs> <laughs> pretty like normal to do i was like yeah this is the next stage you know i've 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 done download festival that was kind of the last big thing that i'd done i was like okay what what can i do next what else can i do um that's going to push myself into something i've never done before um tv so i thought i'd give it give it a whirl and we were all locked down at the time anyway and mm-hmm. i was doing my live streams uh every week on a on a sunday and that was kind of feeling like tv anyway you know i was sat in front of a screen performing um to, to myself really and i thought well let's uh go on a, a bigger a platform and and just go for it so mm. i'm glad glad that i did it it was an interesting experience yeah i can imagine it seems like a lot of people <laughs> like online like particularly from from the rock crowd have really like have really attached themselves to you going on i think there's there's always this thing yeah. like i remember when i was a kid and you'd watch obviously different variations of the voice like the x factor and stuff like that whenever there's anyone that's alternative or comes at it with a different energy like, i can remember yeah. shouting for to me mum in the kitchen like yeah we've got so, so much there's metal heads on yeah, metal heads yeah. On. <laughs> like six years old you'd come on screaming you'd be like wow what is this get it recorded mum. you know yeah. kind of this mad you always take the piss out of them don't they it's like yeah. oh there's the one coming on screaming thinking that they're a goth like was... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i felt like the voice portrayed me really well to be honest i'm yeah, worried they're gonna portray me as like oh here's the one who thinks she's a rock star <laughs> like you know um but they were they were quite uh what's the word is there a word for that Tent- tentative not tentative um they just portrayed me all right. Yeah, they seemed like they were they were open minded and wanted to give you the, the best platform possible, you know, which is which is all you can really ask. And I think uh, yeah. the, the, voice, the voice seems to be a better platform than than previous incarnations that have come before, you know. So it seems like it was a good choice. I think it'll be a really positive platform for you, Kim. You know, and it seems like you've got like the video already's got you know upwards of like two hundred fifty thousand mm. views, which is I bet that's mad. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just cool to to get rock on Saturday night TV, primetime TV, to be honest. I think like a lot of the, the fans were, were chuffed with that. I know like, people were really angry though. Yes. People were getting like really defensive and I was like, it's cool, it's fine. It's I good. Was, like, I was about to get on get to this through. thing. Yeah, I was about to get on to like, um, what was it like for you like with obviously they when they didn't turn around and then seeing 
the reaction from people going, why didn't they turn around? <laughs> you know? I mean, I just, yeah, I, like, it was weird, man. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I came off stage. I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. I fell over on my way off stage. They didn't put that on telly, which I'm so glad I went flying. I think that's um, and then they, like, put a camera in your face, like, how does it feel? Mm-hmm. How was that? And it was like, I mean, well, it wasn't great. Like, I didn't get through, but it is what it is. Like, um, it's kind of nice to see that I've got, like, a huge support that are interested and that are talking about it at all, which is great. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people were angry, and it's just, well, you know, <laughs> I was going on there doing something that isn't conventional anyway and i'm glad that i stuck to my roots and went up there and did a bit of rock but i didn't pick the song um the the voice like right oh that's a really which is what a lot of people were like why didn't you do this game it's like i didn't pick it (laughs) (laughs) Um, without revealing too many like the secrets you know through the looking glass glass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what what was it like then kim obviously because i imagine you probably went to it with something you know quite that you had in mind that you for how you wanted to portray yourself were you were you able to kind of discuss that with them and come to a conclusion or was it very much you know this is this is what you're going to be singing well, they wanted to know about me and I sang a lot of songs for them and we had a lot of interviews and things like that before the actual show. I mean, I got scouted for the show. Um, I didn't decide that I wanted to go on it. So oh, that's interesting. And right? it- yeah i've been scouted like about three times now for the voice and for x factor and i've said no every time that's when this year i was like well i've been asked to do it so many times now i might as well just give it a go and but you do do a lot of auditions before you actually go on to the show Um, and i sang lots of different songs for them but at the end of the day they need something that starts slow and builds up because that's what gets a reaction on tv you know you're waiting for that climax so it made sense to do a song that that built up like that i wanted to do cry baby by janice joplin because that just starts with a massive like the you know the big scream at the beginning um but obviously they just wanted something that had a bit more push and pull um but it was hard to do that when there wasn't an audience yeah i can imagine yeah because of covid and I'm, I'm used to doing gigs where people have paid to come and see me so they're all there and they're all rooting for you and then you're in a room with four chairs with their backs turned to you no audience um they're on like screens like yes yes i was gonna say like what is that kind of different obviously it's like a totally different thing isn't it just having like four yeah. people sat there with with their backs to you and just nothing else yeah, that must it's be like, a I bit... have to convince you that I'm good, that I'm worthy. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's no audience <laughs> reference, is there, no, at that it's, point either. It's just like, oh, and I, you can see I'm like a, a deer in the headlights. I'm sorry, my headphone keeps um, going right. weird and cutting off. Um, I'm like a deer in the headlights when I first come out. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Because it was literally like that episode of Black Mirror. The, all of <laughs> yeah. the, the screens, and I was like, I, this is so trippy. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so they just have that big screen of people on when you're there as well. Yeah, but it, like you can't hear them, so it's just like silent. That's, yeah, that's, that's even my, weirder. That's my, that's my nightmare sort of. <laughs> when I smash a couple of bottles. It was of wine. scary. Yeah, yeah, cool. man. Like it's. It was like, you know, when you're doing something and it's like, is this real? This feels like mm. I'm in a, a, literally like a, well, a TV show because I was in a TV show. <laughs> this it's is just, if you're in TV. It's like I was on a TV show because yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, but it was, I'm glad that I did it. Mm. Yeah, man. I always like to be pushed. Um, and yes, hopefully some new people heard me say 
was nice. Even though I thought the performance was pretty, it was pretty par to be honest. I, I wasn't totally happy with it. As I said, I was so nervous, so mm-hmm. I was a bit, I was a bit wobbly. And I'm used to belting songs out, and that is quite a slow beginning to that song. So I was a bit like, oh, this is scary. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was still, it was fun. It was a good experience. Still. I appreciate your honesty, man. You know, I mean, it's, it's at the end of the day, you can only give it your best shot. And, you know, yeah. and, and I think the, the biggest thing is just taking it as a positive experience, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a new, different platform. You know, you're bringing out that alternative side to people that are probably not, not, not having a lot of it. So hopefully, you know, that's the that's the biggest thing. You know, so I hope it'll be yeah. a good platform for you, mate. The, the guy from um, Spandau Ballet. Am I saying that right? Spandau yeah. Ballet. Yeah. Um, he tweeted me after, and he was like. Oh. Ah, you know that's that was so good and that got more retweets and stuff like yeah. that and it just gets you it just gets your name out there um and it was it was cool to see people like you know with with such a big name being like yeah that was that was sick um so it was all in all a great great experience some great exposure and hopefully yeah some people and i've had so many messages of people like i don't usually like rock music but i really like your voice and then i've got this pop project so if people you know are usually into that they can go and check that out too um because i i personally i love pop music what what kind of music are you two into are you like we're pretty, no, old. Like... We're pretty old, aren't we? <laughs> don't, mean... don't bring me into the old. I'm pretty old, Kim. I, I, I kind of exclusively listened to music from probably about 1969 to about 1982. Amazing! No, that's yeah. fantastic. That's a pretty. Uh, pretty open-minded. I try and keep, you know, fairly yeah. current. You show you me know. new bands, don't you? Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm that yeah. guy that uh, throws people bands that people like people have never heard of before. No, I'm a bit like. You probably never heard of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. He's I'm that, that annoying guy. guy. He's that guy. Wipes out the hipster card. Yeah, I'm just like, here's this bizarre band from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, that's Rush Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I discovered them in 1972. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, she showed me a band called Queen earlier. So I wonder what they're going to be. Like. Yeah, a real cool underground band. Yeah. Queen, um, yeah but yeah, we're, we're pretty. I mean, we're pretty. I think we we both connect. On a lot of the rockier stuff, you know, mm. I, I really, I'm really into that yeah. retro rock and roll, you know, like I say, and I think you're you're pretty similar, aren't you? But we're yeah, pretty, we're yeah. pretty open-minded. I think I like the concepts that you said, particularly as a musician, that but giving yourself a platform to to be able to express yourself creatively without constricting yourselves. We spoke to the dudes at Shape of Water yeah. last week, and and we really liked the way they came across as well, where mm. they kind of they um they kind of started a new band for the same for sheer reason. They just wanted that space. To never feel yeah. like the, the the things they've got inside of them, they're having to to kind of you know constrict or you know that they can they've always got a platform so they can express themselves. And it's I like the fact that you've you've noted that maybe you know the stuff that the new wave of classic rock guys know you for isn't the right platform for that creativity you've got inside you for the pop stuff. And you've you've looked at that different avenue. You know I think that's definitely the the best way to pursue it and also give yourself that that platform to to express yourself that way. Mm yeah definitely and it's like that that freedom of expression as you say Mm. then and you don't feel constricted because it's to genre so then i can just think well if one day i want to make a pop punk song i can just create another character and then and do that it's just another i mean i don't know why 
27 characters. I was going to say, there's going to be yeah. hundreds. <laughs> there are multiple personality disorders. <laughs> when, when, you make, when you make your Irish folk character, give us yeah. a bell and we'll yes. have you back on. <laughs> a whole, whole different vibe then. Right, yeah, I'll come on like with ginger hair and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so something that I'm trying to make an effort to ask people in interviews, Kim, is um, particularly when we've kind of gone through your career and where you're up to now and for people checking out for the first time. I mean, what do you do away from the music? Is music your main thing at the minute? Do you, do you work elsewhere? You know, I think it's always cool to see the background of, of, of a musician. So at the minute, because of the, the lockdown situation, um, I decided that like I, I hated doing normal jobs alongside mm. the music and I just wanted to do music like that that's all I want to do so um I made it like my goal this year to make myself self-employed and just do music cool. um so I've been doing like the the live streams it's been hard because we've not yeah. been able to gig um but yeah live streams I've been doing them I've got patreon patreon is cool. such a great platform um because you can just put out songs and put out music and it makes you want to create more content and do more musical stuff and uh, the fans can give back as well so patreon's been great um and then i do um session work as well i've got like a little home studio set up and i just made it my goal this year to do everything i can to to make money by just doing music so this is all i do now <laughs> <laughs> literally all i do is music which is great yeah, yeah, that's cool. cool. Same with the boys in the shape of water. Similarly, I think if you can make the most out of lockdown, try and use it as an opportunity whilst the world's on pause to try and be who you want to be. I think that's the best way to make a positive out of it. Mm. Yeah, and it's hard. It's been really hard to try and get the energy to to keep going. Um, but then little things like this, like podcasts and stuff, um, have been great. And I like watching other people's when I'm feeling like that and they really motivate me. So I think it's it's cool what you guys are doing during this as well. You've had some great people on, some great guests as well. Like it's it's um it's yeah, cool that you no i appreciate that mate and we'd love to tell you we've got on next week but we're not <laughs> oh i have no idea i'm not doing more editing yeah, it's sorry, not sorry can't, can't, can't reveal that information but no really appreciate it i think when one of the things when we've chatted to people because obviously with with um with me kind of chatting with bands that have gigged with and stuff you know it's nice to be able to try and bring the community back together a little bit yeah. and just have that banter and feel like we're at gigs and we're having a pint and we're just chat, catching up in general you know so yes, it's nice that's what like <laughs> yeah, it comes across like that you know yeah. we're glad to be a, a vessel for that you know the best we can so after reaching many four many more faces with your appearance on the voice as we've reflected on uh, what plans do you have to make 2021 a year to remember gosh i mean i'm gonna keep going with the the live streams like because we're locked down but as soon as we're allowed to gig i'd love to to come out and do some some kim Janet gigs and some solo gigs maybe some acoustic gigs because that's how i've a lot of um my, my platform at the minute through the live streaming so that would be cool to kind of go back to my roots and, and do a bit of that but it's it all depends on and the lockdown um i do have a few things that i'm not allowed to talk about yet um because they're all in the running <laughs> which is really exciting um but yeah it's it's all depending it's hard to plan anything really at the minute um so i guess just more recording more of what i can do um more zimba songs definitely um i've got a few few singles on the way for that um 
yeah what are you guys like that are you finding it hard to, to plan anything for this year not knowing what's what's gonna go on with the, the lockdown and things yeah a little bit i think we've our problems writing because obviously like i i'm a couple of us are similar to yourself from a band perspective where we've got like a bit of a setup like i've got a bit of a studio set up but yeah. some of the boys haven't so it's difficult because you kind of don't want to run away with songs or ideas you know but at the same time you want to kind of you know flex your creativity a little bit so we're, we're trying to when we would have had band meetings which we're meeting up on zoom and having writing sessions where we'll share ideas and kind of do actions a little bit um, what about you right from like a videographer um well the, the thing is is that my world's very heavily connected to you to like you guys world <laughs> so it's like yeah. without without you guys putting out stuff i can't then come in and put out mm. something so like we have things that like oh, I, oh i'll do this when lockdown's over but it's like i can't yeah. go we'll do it at this date because mm. it's like when's lockdown gonna be yeah, over like, like we just don't know do we so we were lucky kind of, we uh, went we went down and did a session in gloucester and rye came down and filmed us for that um we're doing a live stream for that we just like scrape that through yeah man we just sneak that in. Oh. literally just <laughs> like we were hanging on for dear life like i think everything was getting shut down and we just got down there so mm. we've got that and we've kept that footage and we just saving like we've got a live stream on uh, in the middle of feb for that so so yeah just just trying to kind of to get by really you know mm. trying to keep as much content up as possible i think that's the hardest thing you've it's yeah. good though kim as you said it's, it pushes you to be more creative you know, yeah, some... I've had to learn guitar again as well. Like I haven't picked up guitar <laughs> for years, and now I've had to pick up a guitar so I can. I've got something to play, like um, to complement the singing. So yeah, it does. It, it's pushed a lot of people out of the comfort zones. I know a lot of friends that have started recording themselves from home and things like mm. that now as well, learning new skills. Um, some days it's tough, but like it's been interesting, I guess, to see. What, where it's it's taken some people mm-hmm. um like my, my friend matt jones um he's done a lot like with the with the patreon and stuff like that and he's released like an album every week or every month or oh, something wow. ridiculous like that yeah it's insane he's he's mental <laughs> <laughs> i don't quite know if he's actually gone insane because of the lockdown or if he's just the most productive guy i have ever that's met that's a strong but, output <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's one or the other there's no in between <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so we asked this question uh, recently to Baz from Massive Wagons that was met with a lot of profanity. But is there any particular vocalist that you drew inspiration from when you were kind of finding your identity as a performer? Or I think... Yeah, as you said before, you mentioned Lizzie Hale. Um, Lizzie Hale was like one of those people that I'd never heard before and then I found in uni and I was like, who is this? This is so cool. How is someone singing like this? Um, Like the grit on her voice and the screams that she does. I was like, I want to do that. That's that's badass. I'm going to learn how to do that. So she inspired me a lot. Um, and then <laughs> Elvis Presley was someone Elvis? Really yeah, randomly like <laughs> <laughs> What, I for just, the voice or the stage? <laughs> mostly the stage presence to be honest though <laughs> I um, I just love the the way that like he, he puts himself on stage he's such a performer, again like Freddie Mercury is another one mm. um, I, I just love people that have that persona and that presence and mm. that energy on, on stage live, which I miss so much 
you must be missing it like the the live experience though like it's um yeah it, i'll tell you Kim, it didn't hit me till about, it didn't hit me till the start of this year um probably interviewing baz actually because one of our last gigs was with wagons in wolverhampton and it was a fucking oh. really good gig yeah i remember like, like my missus from wolverhampton so she came along like and, and she'd not seen wagons before you know and and we stayed and watched the whole of their set and there's just a really good vibe there's a lot of people there that we know and love and so when we when we had the interview with baz i was listening to a lot of wagon stuff and they just kind of hit me a little bit like oh fuck like i'm i'm struggling a little bit with it now you know and it's yeah. I was, Bad for it, man. No, I've, I've been all right because I've because I've worked. I've, I'm quite focused with work and stuff. Like it wasn't. It's not been too bad, but yeah. So it's it's hit me quite hard. And like you say, it's the realization that it's probably not going to happen. Mm. Like if this year that much, if if at all, you know, it's 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 sadness, man. But you just got to try and pull yourself out of it and make the most of it as, as you've done. You know, that's all you can do in it. Yeah, it is hard though because it's different. And as humans, we're meant to be social creatures, and that's why people love gigs to be around lots of people. It's that atmosphere. You know, if we didn't love that, we wouldn't go to gigs. We'd just sit in our room listening to to music. It's it's all about the people and that community as well. So it has been it's been really tough to to not have that and not have that outlet at the weekend. This is why this is nice because it feels like you know musicians and creatives having a chat having a beer um so i think it's important to just keep little things like this going mm. throughout it all you know just keeping ourselves sane with things like this um while we while we can but it, it, it'll come back I'm, I'm sure it'll come back um people will be so hungry for it yeah that's the one so problem, hungry but well, this is the thing i've said i feel that it could in the long run it could be more beneficial for like the whole scene in general because like i think when when a gig comes around people aren't i don't think people will care they'll just be like i just want to go to a gig like and it's just gonna sell out (laughs) and i think you know literally beforehand i mean there's there's a good vibe around the the uk music scene but it was still hard Mm. you know you had to work hard to get people to come out and and there's a lot of factors involved in that you know but yeah Hopefully, I've, I mean, without getting too fucking end of a party deep about it, you know, I, I do you, think... You're bringing us down! No, 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 <laughs> I, I do think that if you can if like there's a lot of things with the lockdown the way you can focus on simple things and the foundations of what you're trying to do and all the stuff yeah. we took for granted before the lockdown that mm. we're now missing you know it's starting to think we, right we've not got this so we're now having to build it up so technically when we come back we should totally. be a better package for, for all the things we took for granted you know yeah, this is it I, th- I think it's going to come back stronger I'm, yeah. I'm going to remain positive that's yeah, not it's just a positive yeah. I'm missing those warm beers and those sticky floors so much now. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's going to stop us from taking things for granted 100%. 100%. I don't take for granted carrying out what's gear. God, I miss carrying my gear as a singer. I've got one whole bag with a mic yeah. in it. So finally, um, a question that I like to finish on with everybody that comes on the show. Um, if you could gig with one band from the past and one band from the present, who would they be? Oh what no, artists? I hate questions like this because it's, it's... Could so be a solo artist, yeah. could be a band. Um... <sighs> Okay, from the past. Yeah. Um, I'd, Motley Crue would be great, wouldn't it? They had a lot of fun. <laughs> That'd be a wild time. <laughs> yeah, it would be wild. Exactly. It's got party, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think we had this last week yeah. as well, you know. I think Motley Crue. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they just what the They said Aussie. Well, they, they went with a. Shape of Water went yes. with a mad combination of Ramstein. 
Um, Ozzy and like oh, Motley Pink, Crue. I think Pink Floyd are in there yeah. as well. It's it's a crazy that. lineup. Wow. Yeah, yeah that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, that would be a great party. Ozzy as well. Ozzy's such a legend. Yeah. Um, you could still call him Current. He did a song with Post Malone yeah. very yeah. recently. That was damn Current. Um, I don't know. See, I listen. I, I love pop music, and I listen mm. to a lot of. of pop music like i think billy eilish i think she's such a rock star at the minute like yeah. i think she'd be cool to, to tour with or um gosh tough question <laughs> isn't it everybody goes oh my god so tough because <laughs> i don't know because i've got lots of different avenues at the minute so it's like if i was gonna go for someone like rock yeah. Or if I was going to go for more of a, a pop singer. I don't know. Um, you could pick, like, one from pop and one from rock. One from pop, one from rock. That makes it even harder. Now I've got two choices. <laughs> it's more difficult. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd talk with anyone right now. I would anyone. Anyone. Right from down the pub. Uh, <laughs> <Anyone>. Like... <laughs> I, I, I think the Motley Crue, uh, Billy Eilish thing's not far off. You know, That'd I, be a I think that's. I think that could work. Yeah, it'd be an got, interesting cross section there. Yeah, I mean, fa from a fan perspective, it'd be it'd be an interesting one. But in terms of the music, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's too far. I just thought of who I wanted to tour with. It just got, Here we <laughs> just go. Yeah, I thought you Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. So you have a Motley Crue and Miley Cyrus. Motley Crue and Miley Cyrus. I think yeah. that would fit, you know. Yeah, man. Two of my favourite bands. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look at you, I think massive Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> Motley Crue could do me a party in the USA. <laughs> oh yeah, they could. That would be sick. No, I love Miley. She's a rock star, man. Like her new album, she's done a, a song with Joan Jett and Billy Idol. Like it's, that's cool. It's yeah. Badass. It's. it's really it's a rock record it's like it's um it's nothing she's ever done before so she's a massive rock star at the minute i think so Miley and Miley Miley and motley they be they make great dog names Miley and <laughs> so it's we've sorted off future dog names yeah we've sorted this fake tour out you know we, we could so, if we kept going we could probably solve world poverty but i think i think we should leave it i think we should leave it to those that are in charge of it yeah oh yeah. i don't know about that i wouldn't leave it to yeah, that yeah, no, right. <laughs> you're getting point. me sweating now yeah uh, <laughs> that's political okay don't open that kind of words we'd love to chat to you kim thanks ever so much for your time it's been it's oh, been it's good been vibes great. it's been great yeah enjoyed thanks it thanks for having me no pleasure for those that haven't checked out kim's work her most recent single is alter ego zimba too bad for love has been released to the world go check it out give us some love on facebook insta and youtube are you still doing your weekly streams kim i am on yes, a weekly basis where can people find that um it's just on my facebook page kim janet and you can join the event which i haven't done one this week but i uh i will well, get you get your ass in gear <laughs> yeah <get your> <laughs> i need to sort my ass. shit out doing <laughs> <laughs> bloody podcast just having a chat that's why <laughs> no absolute pleasure thanks ever so much thank you thanks for having me on it's it's been great uh, so yeah that was kim janet she's nice isn't she she's a lovely girl she's a lovely yeah, very girl. nice person um Thankfully, we're quite lucky that everybody we talk to is... This is the thing. It sounds like... I feel like it's cliche at this point. Like, we're going, oh, everybody's we're not, great. We're but, not taking the pitch. But, we're, so, yeah. but this is it, though. It's like we, we've just been very fortunate with people every week. 
Um, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for the week where it runs out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so that might come. It might come one day. I mean, I'm ready for it because I think it'll probably be entertaining for everyone involved. Before <laughs> <laughs> we get someone bombarding us with abuse. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I've, I think the key is like mm. compared to to times gone by is I think because everybody's just trying so hard within their particular lives, particularly during COVID, because mm. we've all had to adapt and whatnot. I think there's a real sense of togetherness. You know, mm. we're all on the same page. We've all been put on pause a little bit. So we all just want to support each other to get back to where we deserve to be. Mm. And I think there's that real, like we've been doing the interviews, right? Like I feel like when we chat to people, there's that people want, uh, there's that willingness to talk about what they care about because they've not been able to go onto a stage and project it for mm. so long, you know? So I think that comes across really well. So and Kim's a great example of that you know and obviously with appearance on the voice you know she's this 2021 covid free would have been like massive year for her and i think i think it still can be you know we don't know where things are going to go but i think we've learned to adapt a little bit now yeah it's going to be interesting going forward for her in particular because it's like she's just gone out in front of i don't know millions of people mm-hmm. i mean yeah other bands and artists aren't going to get that at the minute yeah. So that's kind of a great platform, especially yeah, at this point. It's a good way to, at this moment in time, I think, um, push yourself forward. So yeah, I'd agree. And as we said at the end of the interview, if you've not checked out Kim Janet, please check her out on all the social media platforms. Um, she's always live streaming. She's always mm. doing covers and her own stuff. You know, she really works for art. So make sure you check her out and give her a follow. Yes. So uh, that is all for this week. It but uh, tune in next week, as always, uh, for a new guest each week. Indeed. And uh, if you like us on Facebook, you'll find out who it is. And if you've got us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, click the bell so you never miss a video. Mm. We have videos like this out Saturday, 10 a.m. every week. Never miss a week. Mm. But you will find that Wednesday, when we reveal who said guest is, <laughs> that uh, we have a little bit of a different thing going on. Oh, a little bit of a different thing. Yeah. Oh, so tune in. To find out what I'm we've got. I'm very good at pretending <laughs> that I don't know, but I probably don't know. So. <laughs> yeah. Tune in for our completely mystery guest. See you next week. Yes. <laughs>